So the government's moved on Omicron yesterday. The MIQ ballot was a thousand rooms short as they set them aside for positive cases. COVID Minister Chris Hipkins back with us. Morning. Good morning. Text question for you first. Please ask Hipkins if the rapid antigen test is suitable for getting across the Auckland boundary. Is it? Um, yes, it will be. So and we'll, we'll set out a bit more information about that later on today. So you can either be vaccinated or if you're not vaccinated, a rapid antigen will do it for you, no problem. That's right. Yep. Okay. Uh, people who were vaccinated overseas as of the light system on Friday and don't have their vaccine recognised, what are you doing about it? And the stuff that you are doing about it, why is it so late? Well, um, in fact, people, we've been working on this for several weeks and people have been able to send in their records, their overseas vaccination records for several weeks and many thousands of people already have their vaccine certificates having sent in those uh, overseas vaccination records. So it's not too late, they can still do that. Uh, send them into the Ministry of Health. There's information on the Ministry of Health's website about how to do that. They'll be processed, they'll be added to the COVID immunisation register and then you'll be able to download your vaccination certificate. Process takes up to 14 days, why? Well, that's the maximum time it takes. It's actually been, in, in many cases, you know, many thousands of people have already got them. It's been uh, it's been able to be processed quicker than that. The ones that are coming from countries where the systems for, for verifying the accuracy of those records aren't as good, they take a bit longer. But, you know, if you're coming from Australia, the US, the UK, those countries where we, we can generally verify reasonably quickly your vaccine certificates, that's what the team there are doing. What do people do on Friday if they haven't got a response and they technically, officially aren't vaccinated? Uh, call the 0800 number and talk to the, the people on the 0800 number. They'll be the best people to give you advice on that. Um, well, what sure what would their advice be? I'm standing outside the cafe or the restaurant or the hairdresser and I can't get in because I'm not officially vaccinated. What's an 0800 number going to tell me? Well, yeah, you won't be able to get in without your vaccine certificate. And so I'd recommend that people get on to doing that before then. Um, so, you know, now's a good time. Today's a good day to do that. OK, but if I did it today in 14 days' time, I've missed out on several days of the red light. You should, I mean, what I'm saying is you should have had this done weeks ago. It wasn't, it wasn't like it's a surprise. Well, look, the, the ability to send in your information has been available for several weeks now. Now, if people have chosen not to do that till the last minute, we can't control human for human behaviour. But that system has been operating smoothly. And, and as I said, I haven't tried to have the latest count, but it was you know over 5,000 people have now got their vaccine certificates having gone through that system. The thousand rooms you took out of the MIQ lottery yesterday, is that an overreaction for something that seems mild and isn't even here? Uh, no, it's, it's, all, it's all about contingency planning at this point, Mike. Um, we don't know about Omicron. Uh, what I can tell you about the lobby is that the most recent lobby, not all of the rooms went. Um, so demand, the demand pattern has shifted dramatically um, around MIQ now. And so, uh, you know, but of course, we always have contingency plans. Um, we're still planning. Our, our, our All systems are still go for the January and the February dates that we have, we Good. previously announced. And so, and, so, and so they should be. The self-ISO aspect, the thing that's got the tourism industry Industry so worried, for example, people when then if they arrive in April have to self-isolate. You're killing the tourist industry. No one's arriving to do that. You must accept that. And if you do accept it, are you open to the possibility that it needs to be changed? Well, self-isolation is a transitional measure. So this is all transitional measures. What we want to do is get to the point where people can move across the border freely. And uh, we're not there yet, but <clears throat> that's the goal. That's where we want to get to. Yeah, I know, I know it's the goal, but why aren't we there yet? Why can't we be there? Why can't we be a little more proactive instead of killing an industry, at least give it a go? Well, I think as, the, as Omicron has shown, you know, we're still responding. Well, it hasn't, no, 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 hold on, Chris. Omicron hasn't shown anything. You've got a bunch of cases around the world in mild form. Nothing's happened. No one's died. No one's even gone to hospital. 
Well, and look, and, and I think if, if suddenly Omicron turned out to be a worse variant of the virus that was vaccine resistant, people would be taking a different uh, approach to that. So, yes, you know, we, we, we're still making sure that we're opening up cautiously and carefully in a way that we can sustain. We talked to the CEO of the Crusaders just a little while ago, Colin Mainsbridge. They're deeply worried about Super Rugby. Uh, the teams going back and forth across the Tasman having to self-isolate. Is there some room for movement from the government on that for organised sport at the elite level? Oh, the Minister for Sport has been in, de- in detailed conversations with the national sporting organisations, including rugby, about how we can make as much sport happen as possible. And that does include conversations about things like super, super rugby and how uh, you know we can manage bubbles and all of those sorts of things um, to make sure that you know we we can maximise uh, you know the access to sports, which we've we've been able to do over the last year. Um, we've had more sport you know over the last year than many many places around the world, and we'll continue to be focused on that. But Super Rugby specifically requires some sort of trans-Tasman deal. Is that possible? Uh, I wouldn't rule that out. Um, I'm, I'm not going to pre-commit to that without seeing what the nature of it is, but certainly I think that those sorts of things are now possible. Are you cognizant? There's a plane landing, for example, despite Omicron. There's a plane landing in Australia this week with hundreds of international students, and they're going to keep coming in. For every student that arrives in Australia, it's a student that's not coming here. Are you cognizant of the damage you're doing to the industry? We're well aware of the, you know, the desire to get international education up and running. I can tell you, as Minister of Education, I want to see international students back into New Zealand as soon as we can safely do that. I think. Why is it Australia likely, can do it and we can't? Well, I think the most likely thing that you'll see, um, you know, in the new year, is international students able to self-isolate in their, you know, their, their, their hostels and their halls of residence. I think that's likely to be the first step on reopening on New Zealand opening up for international Good. students. When's that announcement being made? Uh, I don't have an announcement on that today, but we're certainly continuing to, to head in that direction. Brian Roach's report uh, as of last Friday and uh, Bloomfield's uh, advice to you on Level 4 and Level 1. First of all, do you read Roach's report? Yes, absolutely. And one of the challenges with Sir Brian's reports is, I mean, I, I talk to him regularly, I, um, but one of the challenges with those, the na- those reports and the nature of those reports is often those events are well passed by the time um, the reports roll around. Um, Sir Brian and his group are providing real-time advice as well. So nothing in the written report was new. It was often No, of course it wasn't new, but it says the same earlier. thing. The theme is the same, isn't it? That you're not fast, you're not up for it, you're not proactive. Uh, I, I don't necessarily accept that at every level. I think that there are parts of the system, and, and Sir Brian is pinpointing where those pressure points are, where they're under a lot of pressure and they can be a little bit slower to respond. On Bloomfield's Level 4, Level 1 advice, do you follow health advice or do you make it up as you go along? Um, I, th- I think, as we've always said, um, you know, as we enter into this new phase um, of, um, you know, of dealing with COVID-19, we, we have a slightly different approach. So health advice is one of the streams of advice. We're also considering the economic advice and so on. Um, and so we are balancing up a range of different pieces of advice. And the Director General of Health's advice is very, very important amongst those. All right. Appreciate your time. Chris Hipkins with us.